business valuations, missing assets, divorce. What do these all have in common? I'm going to talk about them in episode 126 of the Divorce Resource Guide podcast, starting right now. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, aka the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now, your host, Jason Lavoie. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, depending on when you're listening to this. Hello, everybody. My name is Jason Lavoie. I am your host. People call me the Divorce Resource Guy. And I'm the host of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. So thank you for listening. Today we have a great guest for you, David McLaren. He is managing partner of McLaren and Associates up in Massachusetts. He specializes in strategic tax planning and tax prep, as well as fraud detection and deterrence, forensic accounting, forensic accounting and audits, profitability analysis and advisory services, divorce, and representation before the government, just to name a few things. He also specializes in preparing business valuations uh, for purchases or sales of the business, trust and estates, divorce, and litigation. We're going to talk with him uh, today about how he operates in the world of divorce and how somebody like David can help you uh, in your situation, especially if you're dealing with a closely held business, you're looking for a, uh, a business valuation or some sort of forensic analysis. So let's get right to it. David's a great guy, and I can't wait for you to hear this. Please welcome David McLaren. Dave, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on today. How are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Um, so First question, and I say this all the time to every guest on my show, um, and I keep saying I'm going to change it, but I never change it, and it's not changed for today. So you're going to get the same first question everybody else gets, but it's a good first question. Tell everybody who's not familiar with you a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of the road that you took to get where you are today. Sure. Uh, well, my name is David McLaren. I own McLaren & Associates CPAs. We are business tax strategists, forensic accountants, and business valuators. Basically, we, uh, on the tax side, help people out with saving taxes in their business or in divorce situations. We do forensic accounting to track down money that's hidden or lost or stolen. Uh, and that can be partner theft or estate cases or divorce cases. And then we do business valuations, whether someone passes away, they're buying or selling a business, or uh, they're in a divorce and they need a business valued as part of the assets. Those are all parts of what we do. For me, I, I got here, my goodness, depending on how far back you want to go, I could start with first the uh, earth cooled and the dinosaurs came. Uh, uh, but a little more past, more recent, uh, a little more recent. A little more recent. Okay, so uh, I uh, was born and raised in Worcester, um, grew up uh, pretty poor, and at uh, one point actually lived on the streets in a car, worked my way into some great opportunities with Bentley College, who took a chance on me, and ended up uh, graduating there cum laude in accounting worked for I've been working in tax since I was 14 I've been working in forensics since I think it's 1992 and that's always been my big passion the I went out on my own when about 18 years ago and had my own uh, firm then I had worked for other firms, including even at one point leaving public accounting and I worked for uh, the Ministry of Defense over in England. 
So uh, forensics has always been a big part of, of what I do. It's been a big passion. And that sort of forensic attitude is sort of what's always got me to dig into even the tax law to help clients on taxes. So I love how that you you say you had a passion, have a passion for the forensic side of things. But where did that come from? How does that, do you remember, like when 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 did you wake up one morning and say, yeah, I'm interested in forensics? So the way I grew up, we were so poor. I was surrounded by just a lot of crime, a lot of people that to get ahead would just steal from somebody else. And I always thought that there was always a better way. So people I grew up with, I know ended up in prison or dead. And to me, it was just about doing the right thing. And so seeing people that work hard, losing their money because they're getting robbed, that even though you might be struggling for survival, it just wasn't the right thing. So for me, I wanted people to get justice. I also saw things that happened even in my mom's own divorce after my sister passed away. Um, she had passed away when she was 11 and I was nine. That's sort of what tore the family apart and just led to the poverty. And unfortunately, my parents went into such grieving that drugs and alcohol became the norm. And that's how I ended up on the streets. But for me, it was about getting people that justice, that that doing the right thing. I realized in divorce, a lot of um, pain and emotion happens. But there's still the right thing about taking care of your kids and 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 splitting of assets and being honest about it. And unfortunately, that's where we come in is to get to the facts in a case and and present that. And um, it's just the right thing. And and that's really where where things came from decades ago. You know, I um, you and I have known each other now for for a little bit, right? And I didn't I didn't know that part of your history. Uh, and your past, but now hearing it for the first time, um, it all makes sense to me. And, and I could see the connection points between what you had to deal with growing up and the passion that you want to help people with yeah, and how you want to help people now. Um, and there's a, there's a direct correlation there. Um, and so I think that's a, a wonderful thing that you were able to kind of harness that um and turn yourself around and and come out on the positive side and, and now you're running your own firm and and flourishing and so that's great that that's really great yeah it's all part of our mission our mission is to make a positive difference so it's to make a positive difference in as many lives that we touch we we became a b corp certified um, cpa firm which we're the first on the east coast that is very hard to pass when you're involved in any type of financial services and it's about how do we change people's lives for the better? And um, whether it's forensics, whether it's saving you on taxes so you're not making decisions that you didn't know was a bad decision and losing money that you could desperately use. And how do we get your family in a better position or your business in a better position uh, to use the laws that were written to take care of you? So that's it, it starts at home about taking care of our team, but it's, it's, it's about also touching every client's lives in a, in a positive way. So, so even in our firm, it's not about leaving your problems at the door. We believe in not just professional growth, but personal growth. You're going to bring your problems to work. How do we sit down and help you solve those challenges yourself? Because it's going to affect your work. There's, there's no such thing as leave it at the door and get to work, at least no. not at our firm, because I know that that's not real. So that's just, a, it, it's a very, it's a different viewpoint. Um, we don't fit the mold. And, and that's okay. And we're not for everybody. And that's okay. But it, it is a, a very different focus. That's what we get out of bed every day for. Um, that's what really excites us is how to, uh, how to help somebody feel better and differently. 
even though a lot of the stuff we do, yes, is financial, factual, scientific, um, intense, we take time out to deal with the emotional part of the things that people are going through. And there's always a human part behind all the numbers and the data, right? And, and I think that oftentimes gets lost. Um, but I love what you're doing. I love your model. And you may not fit the mold, but in my opinion, you should be the mold uh, because we need more companies out there that treat their employees and and, and treat their clients um, like you do. And I'm not just blowing smoke up here. You know what? I, I think it's true. You know, we need more positivity in this world, right? Well, there's things that can make you victims or you can become a victor. And I mean, for me, unfortunately, I don't really have much family because so many people passed away young. And and so my whole team is my family. So to take care of them the best I can, is it's important. And it's, it's all part of a ripple effect that taking care of them helps them take care of our clients and, and helps them change lives. And it just keeps rippling out. So it's it's a big domino effect that we love to see. Yes, absolutely. Um, so so let's talk a little bit specifically about like the forensic side of things, because I'm guessing when you say you work with people going through a divorce, is that in the capacity that we're talking about more on the forensic evaluation side of things or is it something else, too? Well, a divorce can be taxes because people don't realize in a divorce asset split, you could be getting a bank account or you could be getting a retirement account. Well, one of them is going to have taxes come out of it. So if, if you and I are married and you get a $100,000 checking account, but I get the $100,000 401k, that's not a fair exchange because I've got to pay taxes on the 100000 and you don't. So we help people make those decisions and understand that on the tax side. On the forensic side, that's a lot of accounts that aren't being reported, uh, businesses that someone is flushing all kinds of expenses or not reporting all the income or playing with the profit because unfortunately, there's a huge advantage there. If their business shows a lot less profit than in the divorce world, that means less alimony. It's less income. That means less alimony. It means less child support. And it means a much smaller business valuation. So they get a trifecta of benefit by lying and cheating about it. So our forensics tracks down what is that business truly making so you can get what that business is really worth. You know, a business that you're flushing all kinds of junk through or you're not reporting the income. I, I mean, I can't tell you the cases that, that even this year alone we've closed have just had huge differences in them because people weren't reporting all the income or were flushing expenses through that weren't legitimate. So they could make it look like they make $1,000 a week. Instead, we find out that they're making over half a million a year, not 50,000. So that has a huge difference in business valuation and, and alimony and child support. So that that's a big part on the forensic side and, and yeah. that affects business valuations. And, and when we're talking about these business valuations and the forensic side of things, it's for people uh, who own their own businesses, right? Um, mainly, not W-2 employees, that's easy. Um, but if you own your own business, and I work with so many people who one of the parties owns their own business, and the big problem is either the other spouse, um, who let's say I'm working with, thinks that they have an idea of how much that business makes, but they really don't know because they're not in the books, Sometimes there are no books. Um, what do you do in a situation like that where there are no books? And I don't know how people can operate like that, but seemingly they do. Um, or they claim there's no books. Um, how do you handle that kind of an evaluation? So the, the usually it's a claiming there's no books because the IRS requires you to keep books. So you're already breaking 
tax law by not keeping the books and records as required by law. So um, in almost every case, they're there. And even if they're not, then it starts getting into the, well, then we're going to recreate them by going through bank statements and transactions and checks, and, and we can actually recreate those records. So it really depends on the business. Um, I mean, we do do a self-analysis up front. And I, know, I don't know any other firm that does, where we'll determine if you really have a case or not. Um, okay. Because there's times where you, well, let's put it this way. We get a lot of people that will come in and go, their spouse cheated. So they have to be hiding money because they're a cheater. But because you cheated on your marriage does not necessarily mean that you're hiding money. It could very well be that if you're not familiar with your family's finances, that maybe you're spending more than you think you are. Um, and so we do those assessments up front. Maybe it's, well, you've got three properties and the mortgages are paid down and you've got three kids in college and you buy two new Porsches a year and you're spending the money. There's no money to be hidden. And, and so we'll do that assessment up front so you don't spend a ton of money on a forensic accountant to come back and say, I'm sorry, but there's nothing here. And knock on wood, um, we've done forensics now for 31 years. I've never had a case that we didn't have a ton of findings, but it's because we do that assessment up front to really determine what happens in your family. What do you have for assets? What does each person make? What does your picture look like? Because we can determine, well, if there's anything hidden, it's like 10 grand and it's just not worth it. Or, oh, no, no, there's definitely a problem here. This makes no sense. Um, and, and I can even talk about those cases and red flags, obviously, without using names, but cases that when you hear about it, it's like it doesn't make sense. And so yeah. that's why you'd call us in. Regale us with one, uh, one or two of these stories. Well, uh, for example, uh, we had a couple this year that closed. One was, so we start with questions like this. Um, they had come to us and said, uh, the person claims that they're only making uh, about $1,000 a week, $52,000 a year in their business. That's how much they're able to take home. My first question is, well, what kind of car do they drive? And the response is, well, it really depends because they have five. So I said, okay. Why don't you tell me what the newest one is? And they said it was a brand new Ford Raptor, which can be an eighty to a ninety-five thousand dollar pickup truck. Yep. There's not many people on fifty-two thousand dollars a year, and the spouse made about thirty thousand that can afford an eighty-five thousand dollar pickup truck, and that's one vehicle. So then I heard about other vehicles. Then I went into, well, how much is in your checking account? Well, our non-interest bearing checking account has one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in it. How is that possible? Because even if you make $52,000 a year, taxes get withheld from that. So you're really bringing home what? 35,000, maybe 40. So how did you accumulate $150,000? So clearly there was a problem. We ended up jumping in and bottom line is the person was bringing corporate checks. He was um, cashing those corporate checks, wiring the money down to Brazil, borrowing the money back into the country when he needed it to say he borrowed it from family members, avoided paying the tax, and it was a half a million dollars a year. So he was actually making 550,000 a year, not 52,000 a year. The case settled because obviously if we testify on that, it's tax fraud and yeah. go to prison and it's federal prison and usually for like 25 years. So unfortunately, a lot of the findings we have also result in, yes, you may be shorting your spouse by lying, but you typically are also shorting the government, which is going to put you in prison. So the cases end up settling. Right. You have your spouse and then you have the government. <laughs> Correct. Correct. 
And, and I have a lot of, um, I've encountered a lot of cases over the years, uh, practicing as an attorney and coaching where, you know, people during the marriage file joint tax returns, right? That's common. Um, and one of the spouses, we'll just say the husband in this case for, for ease of use, you know, is a little bit funny with the numbers, let's just say, right? And the wife signs off on it every year because what does she know? And she trusts the husband to do what is right. Um, and she's not double checking and it just doesn't happen that way in real life, right? And then they get divorced and then all this stuff start, starts to come up. Uh, and then before you know it, right, then somebody ushers the words tax fraud. And, and I tell people, you know, that that you want to run the opposite way when that starts coming up. You do not want to be in front of a judge and have them get wind of tax fraud because most of the time they're obligated to report that. Um, it's not very, it's not really discretionary, at least in New Jersey. But I, I figure on a federal level, it's it's that way everywhere. But um, if you know the answer to that, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and so when that happens, right, cases quickly settle. Um, because the spouse who signed the joint return, who was not directly involved or intentionally trying to commit fraud, they still could be on the hook. Um, and so they don't want to, it's just gets really messy very quickly. Right. So in, in those cases, you're correct. I'm not aware of any state where the judge is not a mandated reporter. And we're on cases all the time where the judge will point to me and say, if that man comes up here and testifies and tells me one thing wrong, I'm stopping the case and calling the IRS and the whatever state you're in, Department of Revenue, and you'll be reported and all the people affected will be reported. And frankly, that's the number one response we get from the opposing counsel, which is, well, you're you're client signed as well. So therefore, he slash she is also responsible because they signed jointly. But the, the issue comes down to, and we've never actually had a problem because the IRS does give innocent spouse relief. It is very hard for a spouse if they're not handling the finances, how would they ever know that there was money being hidden when they don't even handle the home finances? It could very well be a dirtier case if, for example, you and I are married, you've got a business, you're cheating on it, you're showing you only make 52000 a year, but I do the family finances and I see a half a million dollars coming into the account a year. That might be a problem for me to say, I didn't know anything about it because I see all the money come in. So, or we also have spouses that go, well, I know we had boatloads of cash because I see the bags in the closet. Or... Um, he says, I see my wife's business has uh, 300000 of cash in the safe. You know, the knowledge of it will be a problem. Um, typically, what happens, though, is if the government gets wind, they will go after both parties. But if you can show your client or uh, they're an innocent spouse and there's no way that they could know, then they're not responsible and they will go after the other party. Right. Typically, but the party also has all the assets that the IRS is going to go after because they have the business and the income producing ability. And and so that's where the, they're going to focus on anyway. But IRS will typically go after both names on the return just automatically. But there is an avenue to get that spouse, that that innocent spouse who doesn't know out of it. Dave, we're running out of time. So I want you to, if you can, not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you give some people... A couple of tips uh, on either red flags or, you know, if they suspect there's some shenanigans, shenanigans going on financially and, 
you know, their spouse is hiding money or uh, they don't want to get into a, a situation where they might get in trouble with the IRS, uh, you know, in a divorce later on, like what can they look for? Um, and then how, and what should they do about it? If they do feel like this red flags. First thing I tell you to do is most couples, one person doesn't have anything to do with the finances. I tell you, get interested, get the information on the finances, because even if you're not going through a divorce, if something happens to your spouse, tracking down what assets they have, where they are, will be a nightmare. You could end up hiring us on an estate case. So getting where those accounts, even getting a copy of a statement or something, so you know who to call and where those assets are, whether you get divorced, that's incredibly helpful, or if something happens to a spouse, it's incredibly helpful for both of you. Um, the other things are the things that stick out is your lifestyle way out of whack compared to what you're reporting on your taxes. If you're a combined couple saying you make 100000 a year, but you're living a $1 million lifestyle, it's a matter of time before the government gets involved that could significantly impact you and your family. So in bags of cash, bags of cash are usually not a good thing. Not many <laughs> places take cash these days. That's that's not floating around too much, but those things might stick out. Uh, but if, if you hear about things like you know, we're, we're, we're um, I'm not reporting this stuff. Forget the government, forget this and that. Uh, those are things that are going to be red flags. Anything that doesn't make sense, you typically see that. The tax return, that doesn't make sense. How can they only make this amount? But I know, like in my example, you've got five cars, your newest being a $85,000 car, but you make 50 grand a year and there's 150,000 in the bank account. Where did that come from? It just doesn't make sense. Right. And, and in that, that's a perfect example of you don't have to be a, a tax professional or a, a math sleuth to to see this stuff. Right. If you're driving a uh, $80,000 Ford Raptor um, and you're making 50000 and you're living a certain lifestyle, then something should make your eye kind of curl up. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and, and don't forget, just because you might be enjoying that lifestyle, you may want to address it before it becomes a problem later, because it will be a problem for both of you um, if it's not addressed, even on the tax side, if you don't get divorced. Right. And and, and right. That's a great that's a great point. And if you are going to get divorced, do you think um, that's why taking the time and preparing for it properly is so important? So these things don't come up and kind of bite you and then you know what? during the process. And then you have to kind of react um, and, and maybe not do something that you want would have been more beneficial for you if you had time to prepare and, and do it the right way. Dave, I know you're in someone like you as a divorce coach to make sure that you can track down and help them do the use the right people to help them out in the right areas so things don't get missed. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I know you're in Massachusetts, but do you work with people outside of the state? We and do. How would that work? We've got cases all across the nation, including Florida, uh, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, uh, New York. Uh, I think we've got one in, in Washington and South Dakota. So we'll, we'll go anywhere in the United States and, and um, we can testify in, in different states as well. My licenses allow me to testify federally so we can go anywhere. That's great. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Uh, they can reach us, give us a call on our uh, our uh, uh, number, 508-842-0459. Uh, you can reach us on our website at dmclarencpa.com. That's just like the car. D is in Dave. 
D-M-C-L-A-R-E-N-C-P-A.com. And I know we've spoken about this and I know you race as a hobby, right? But uh, I know you're a Porsche guy, but do you have a McLaren? I've raced a McLaren. Um, I do have a Porsche. And, and unfortunately, my wife said I'm limited to uh, a, only a couple of cars. But with some incidents with parents this year, we now have I have four cars now. That wasn't planned. So. <laughs> I'm just because of your name, you should probably be driving a McLaren. <laughs> I know. But in New England, what are you going to do with the McLaren like all these months of the year? <laughs> yeah, well, I know, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tough out there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Dave, thanks so much for being on the show. I, I think people got a, a real good taste of some of the uh, services that you can offer them and help them in a in a divorce. And more importantly, how you focus on not just the data aspect of it all, but the people aspect of it all. So it's great. And uh, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I, I truly enjoyed it. All right. I enjoyed that too. I hope you did listening wherever you are. If you are looking for some forensic help or business valuation um, in your divorce, definitely consider talking to David. Now, if you're looking for help with your divorce and looking for some divorce coaching, please think of me, Jason Lavoy. You can reach me at jason at jasonlavoy.com. I offer free strategy sessions to figure out what's going on and how and if I can help you. Um, And I also offer group coaching and one-on-one coaching packages. So depending on what your needs are and what you prefer, um, there's something for everybody. Also, if you like the podcast and you're enjoying it, please take a minute and leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate it. And it spreads uh, the algorithm to help get the word out there, which helps everybody. For now, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong. Act confident, stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be talking to you real soon.